Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. Mr. John O'Carroll. John O, how are you doing? Strong beard game. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't shaved it since the fight, so I've just been lazy, that's all it is. John O, I'm not going to lie, Ross knew you were coming on the show, so he's like, I'm growing the beard. What's <laughs> <laughs> no, the John O, is all right? It's not bad, mate. It's coming on strong. Uh, I can take there. I like oh it. yeah, thanks. Uh, it has to be done. It has to be done. You know, uh, <laughs> rep, rep that King page. Kong. You know, King Kong life. <laughs> yeah, love it. Go mind yourself, John. I just, uh, just, just, just have to ask, John. How, how are things? You're living over in Marbella right now. How are things getting on over in Spain? Yeah, it's mad, man. With this lockdown, I literally haven't left the house. Uh, yeah. The missus went out once or twice, and you know, I just to get bread, and milk, and the usual. And the place is just mad, man. It's just uh, it's just on, on lockdown. We went for a jog today. Um, we, you feel beside me, so I was already went with the dog. But uh, people are getting fined for walking the dogs and all. Like, and a few people messaged me and was like, "Mate, you want to be careful out jogging? Like, there's, there's people getting fined serious money, like two yeah. grand and half for being, being out. You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. There's big checkpoints and stuff, and if you're not allowed to travel with more than two people in the car, all these things, like. It's, Mad it is, eh? Crazy. No way. Well, I actually saw the uh, a lot of the coronavirus in Spain actually came from that Atalanta versus Valencia Champions League game. Did you see that? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't see that. No. So uh, I think the Atalanta fans came over to Valencia, and then like they brought the coronavirus with them. And then obviously, when you fill a stadium full of people, and half of them have the coronavirus, like it spreads Stop. like there's no tomorrow. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. This, but. Uh, Listen, it is what it is. I'm start, I'm thinking about investing in uh, coffins. Got to make the money somewhere or another. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no, no better man to put some in one as well. Jesus Christ. Uh, King Kong coffins. King Kong coffins. I love it. Fuck me, mate. That's the name. I swear to God. Don't be surprised you don't see that. The next six weeks, I'll probably have something called King Kong coffins. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, we're, all, we're all joking and laughing about it now, but I'm deadly serious. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, almost out of fear. Like. But, uh, John, uh, come here. How long have you been living in Spain? Uh, how long have I been living in Spain? About three years now, Pat. Yeah. No, four, three and a half years because the baby's three and the miss was pregnant when we moved over here. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, I'm enjoying yeah. over here. I love it. Love how's, it your over here. how's your Spanish? <laughs> it's brilliant, mate. It is. <laughs> it's fucking crap. Because yeah. everyone here speaks English, you know what I mean? So it's like you don't necessarily need to speak Spanish. Like, yeah, it's a melting Irish and English over here. Everyone's on holidays as well, so you bump into loads of people, and it's just like it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I feel a bit ignorant sometimes when I go out and I can't speak the language. Like, don't be wrong. I can, I can understand a lot and stuff like that. But speaking is a different confidence you know what I mean to be able to speak John what what attracted to Spain the weather mate the weather (laughs) it's fucking great it is because I lived in Australia for two years so it was I had amazing weather over there you know what I mean Um, and then to go back to Ireland for like a year I was like what did I do it was a big mistake coming home (laughs) it's probably hard it's probably harder to understand the Australians than it is the Spanish, is it? No, to be honest, because, like, the, yeah, the Australians, like, the Spanish kind of, uh, a lot of them speak English, and you kind of get the Irish and English banter. 
where they start shredding you'd be like, ah, mate, fuck off, will it? And he'd be like, oh, jeez, I was only joking with you. You know, like all this sort of, you're like, wow, oh, he's only messing. Like, they just don't get that Irish and English kind of banter, you know what I mean? Whereas everyone over here does, so it's not too bad. It's much better, I have to say. What age did you actually start out boxing as well, John? I only started boxing when I was 15, so it was quite late, actually. Uh, yeah. Quite late coming to the game. I was by 15, but I won. I won not Ireland's in like my second year of boxing. My second year of boxing, I, I had 22 fights and no losses because I was uh, I was training like twice a day. I really just want to get this fella back. Cause, so basically, I had two fights in my first year of boxing, and in the Leinster final, this fella beat me. I just had a bad day, you know what I mean? I was like, we could have bet him. Like it was just. I showed up late to the venue. I had no bleeding boxing boots. I had to get in my runners and all. You know, <laughs> stupid, stupid things went wrong. Like, and uh, yeah, so all year I was like getting up at six o'clock in the morning before school, jogging. Then I was training after school, and I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna smash that fella's head in next time we see him. Like, so uh, yeah, I met him in the Leinster's then. The next year, that and I stopped him on the 15 point rail. They absolutely destroyed him with it. So from there on, I think it was just like. Because I got beaten, I just didn't like that taste of the feet. You know what I mean? I was like, that's not happening to me again. So I just kind of took it serious then. And it was all or nothing then for me, you know? Yeah. Did you play any other sports as well? Yeah, I played loads. I played hurling. I played Gaelic. I played football, like soccer. And I played everything. I literally loved, I loved all sports, you know? I don't really watch, not watch much sports, but I love playing sports. I'm quite candid, I kind of, I kind of picked up, you know what I mean? I was interested in doing, I was, I was all right at doing it as long as it was sports, you know? Yeah. Put me in the classroom and forget it. <laughs> do, you, do you think playing many sports actually helps you in boxing? Because some people say playing multiple sports is actually a good thing, rather than just being solely focused on one. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, most definitely. But at the same time, I think once you decide to be a boxer, then you need to, put all your eggs in one basket and just focus on the one sport, you get me? Because yeah. you can't have time to be doing other things or picking up injuries in other sports. You pick up enough from the boxing, you know what I mean, as it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, think it's one of, I think it's one of them. Uh, I, I was playing soccer at the time when I started boxing and my dad just turned to me and said, listen, it's, it's one or the other son, you know what I mean? Boxing is not a sport that you want to become a number two in because you get hurt. So yeah. it's whether you choose this or you choose soccer, what do you want to do? It's not very often that, you, that you're number two. You're, right now, your record is 18, one and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good goal, man. Yeah, I started off kind of um, just doing it because I loved it. Doing it because I enjoyed doing it. Like I, I didn't really do it or turn pro because I thought I was going to make loads of money. Or I was I just doing it because I enjoy fighting. And I was always like, it keeps me out of uh, trouble when I'm boxing. You know, keeps me kind of occupied, keeps me off the blade and drink and partying and all that stupid yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So it was a, it was just good guidance in my life and I mean, in my teenage years, it was great guidance. And then I, I broke my wrist, so I just went off the rails a little bit. I was like, Shh, I need to cut myself on here. So um, that's why I just booked a flight and got straight on a flight to Australia. And then uh, yeah, then I was just bored over there. Literally, that's just I just find it was bored and just went back to the gym, you know what I mean, just for the sake of it. And uh, there was one of the lads in there training, and I sparred him. He was training for his like second or third professional fight, I'm not sure. And I was at the the ring for like a year and a half, two years nearly, and then I just sparred him. And I like, battled him, you know what I mean? Not, no, no offence or nothing, like, I just battled him. Like, and I was like, 
shit, this fella's training for a professional fight. What the, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I was shocked because I had been out of the ring for a long time. Yeah, so if we had a game with, with an Irish amateur, he would have battered me because he would have been much fitter, would have been just flying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do, you think, um, do, you think, do you think with boxing you don't lose it? Like, don't you Tyson Fury was out for a while, then he came back and he was just back to the races. Do you think not fighting for a year, you didn't really lose a step or maybe just a bit of sharpness that you could polish up on? Uh, see, Tyson Fury is a very different case. Tyson Fury, is, he's been boxing his whole life as a kid. And, that, and then right. for point. him to be out of the ring, like... It's not like it's just like riding a bike, getting back on the bike. It's grand for him. Whereas I only started when I was 15 and then yeah. stopped when I was 18 till 20, 19, 20, and then started when I was in Australia at like 20. I started boxing again. So I was only really boxing for like three years, if you get me. Yeah. So it's a bit different. Like, don't get me wrong, I won two All Islands in, in space of three years. So we've done actually really, really well. Um, I had like 69 fights. So I was fighting every bleeding weekend. Um, but yeah, like it's one of them things. It's whether you have or you don't. You know what I mean? It's like there's loads of times people say to me, oh, "I just think I could be a professional boxer." I'm like, if you want it hard enough, yeah, of course. And then I'm like, send me a little video there yourself boxing or something. And they send you a video, and you're like, "Listen, mate, you have no coordination. Like, I'm not being bad. Like, but Jesus, you you just haven't got it. Like, it's one of them things. My dad's an amateur boxing club, and it's like you see a lot of kids come in. And some kid on his first day could be better than some kid that's in there played in six, seven months. You know what I mean? So some kids just have rhythm. Some kids don't. You know what I mean? And it's, boxing's all about rhythm. It's all about uh, timing. And you need to have a full hook, so you need a bit of something. Yeah, and you know Jono, I mean? so, Jono, you really showed uh, a much improved game. Uh, uh, and I mean that in the noise way possible in your last fight. You dismantled Scott Quick. And that's, that's no mean feat. Um, he's one of the best uh, British boxers in a very, very long time. I think he was 32-1 going into that fight. Uh, you beat him, from, beat him from pillar to post. I think any time from the yeah. sixth round onwards, that fight could have been stopped. And then you got him out of there in the 11th. Um, from watching your previous fights against uh, Farmer and Gary, I thought you actually sat down on your punches a bit more this time. Uh, was, was that more in the game plan? Or tell us a bit about yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Well, the thing is, for like the guy to fight in the final fight, I was the one chasing the fight. I was the one coming forward. So you're always kind of leading with their, with their rhythm, their blading, timing and all that, and you're trying to like get them out of rhythm or get them out of timing. So I'm always doing the front foot. So you don't, you're not able to sit on that back foot too much. You know, your kind of power comes from your back foot, you know? So, um, and the thing is, I couldn't, both of them were counter punches. So we couldn't sit back on the back foot and wait for them and counter punch them. So it was very much me going going forward and, and going towards their rhythm and trying to break their rhythm, you get me? So Scott Quigg, I knew he was going to come to fight. So I knew if I set the pace and I'm the one planting my feet, fainting him, and then sit down with the shots I make. Because the thing is as well, I knew I couldn't just hit him with fast shots and move because if I wasn't haunting him, he just he just walked through your punches because he, he's a professional, seasoned pro, you know, he knows how to cut the ring, he knows how to blade and just kind of take your punch and, and push you forward, you know what I mean? So I knew I needed to have a bit of power in that fight. So we've done a lot on strength and condition. And yeah, I sat on my shots a lot. Like sometimes obviously I was punching and then I was moving straight away. But I then every now and again, I just sat down and boom, I hit him with a nice hard shot to let him know. You can't just step in anytime you want, you know that way. So yeah, it was definitely a mo- much better performance for me. But I think it's only a little glimpse of what I'm actually capable of doing. Yeah, you're also well known for like your stamina as well. You can you can just keep going for ages, man. 
Yeah, Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that from? A walk horse. Yeah, but you obviously don't drink <laughs> that much, do you? This is. I have a drink there right now as we're speaking. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I drink a little bit, like, you know. Yeah. I do and I don't. Now that I'm on lockdown, I've nothing else to do. Like, I was out jogging today, just yeah. for an example. Most people, when they just had a fight and a time off, like, everyone's in quarantine. So, like, I'm still trying. I'm still jogging. I still keep fit because I love the sport. My head would probably got wrecked and melt if I wasn't trying. So I'm always trying. But at the same time, uh, you know what? I think it's a funny story. When I was in the amateurs, I was on Mad Stone, I wasn't like, so I was always <laughs> I was always bollocked. <laughs> I was always bollocked, like I was always good for like a round, two rounds, and then I was exhausted in the third round. Oh, yeah. And I always just pushed through. Like like I said, I won two all Irelands in me fucking in me three years of boxing. So I half put it down to that. I half put it down to like I don't mind pushing through the pain barriers because I've been doing them since I was a teenager, you know what I mean? Like when I'm tired, I'm like, I can override that. Don't worry about that. Your body like just takes instructions off the brain, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm no, very, men- I'm very mentally strong. Yeah, and that's very mentally strong. So, I just don't care what my body, what my body wants to do. I just, I tell what to do. It <laughs> just does it. Sometimes you look back in the fights and thinking, Jesus Christ, how are you still going? I know it's fucking like round five, but <laughs> round eleven, I'm looking, and I'm still going hard. It's mad. It's crazy thing. Yeah, man. In fairness, the, the cardio gas tank looked very good in the last fight, and there was no let up whatsoever. And like I said, from pillar to post, you were all over him. You, you were like a rash. You actually made him look so amateurish, which is a very, very impressive thing to do. And I think uh, in the super featherweight sort of division, uh, Valdez is a bit of a hot name at the moment. Uh, Oscar Valdez, and he he only went he went the full twelve against Quig. You got him out of there, so. I mean, you're definitely putting your name up there for another World Championship bout very soon. Uh, is that what you have next in line? Or would you rather fight maybe Carl Frampton or something in a big, big fight in the UK and Ireland? Or what have you got in store I mean, next? Both, both of them fights sound great to me. You know what I mean? They're moneymakers, so I'm more than happy to accept both of them and buy myself a new gaff. <laughs> we don't, we don't, like, oh, yeah, it's just one of them things. You just... I'm always ready, so whatever comes up, if the lads are willing to accept the fights for sure. Look, if Carl Frampton win, wins your man Harry, most definitely I'll be I'll be happy to step in the ring with him because he'd be a world champion. And then Oscar Valdez, what a fight that would be, you know what I mean? He's a big name, he can bang, but at the same time, I think it would be a lot harder fight, but I reckon I could do it to Oscar Valdez. It's got quick. Yeah. Um, similar styles, you know what I mean? They come to fight, and then I could, I can box him, I can outbox him for sure. Now he can box as well. He can box and, and bang, and he's good hand speed, you know. But I think I could outbox him. It'd be a, definitely a harder fight than quick, but it'd be a, definitely a fight I can win for sure. Um, I see, he gasses, yeah, he gasses late as well in fights. One, one thing I look at, because uh, I want to ask about uh, Mikey Conlon, what do you think of him? Because I see you, you follow him, he follows you on Instagram. So I'm wondering, uh, have you sparred each other before, or are you are you friendly, or what's the story there? Yeah, good friends with Mick. Uh, good friends with his whole family. I know his dad, John. I know his, brother, his brother, you know, sparred uh, his brothers, everything. Like, it's just, um, I know the family for years, since since he was on the Irish amateur team, that always looked at Mick and respected Mick, you know. Um, and then I went out to... Uh, I was like, Jim, where did I go to Spamix that time? 
I forget what it's called, played Monaco. Went over to Monaco then to spar Mick for a few weeks. Like I think I was there for two weeks and like we stayed we stayed in the same room as him and all, you know. So like uh, I was there helping him out for one of his fights. <clears throat> Mick was over with me for that last camp. Well he wasn't over sparring me or anything, but he was he was in Spain. We were both training together at the same times, the whole lot. Um so yeah, I know Mick very well. I think he's gonna be a, a massive name for the future. Great yeah. fighter. So we'll see you across from him then. What? We won't see you across the ring from him any time then. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, but I think he's stay a featherweight as well for the world. And by the time he goes up to super featherweight, we'll be going up to lightweight, I'd say, because I'm, I'm starting to fill out a lot now. You know what I mean? I'm starting to like bulk and, and I'm doing a lot of strength and conditioning. So, uh, I don't know. I reckon, I reckon I'll be going up to lightweight once I get a world title at super feather. There's another person who you seem to be good friends with now is Katie Taylor as well. I, we saw that you previously fought in the same card as her in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Like a lot of like she's probably Ireland's most like loved athlete. Yeah. yeah like, for sure. Well, what what you what what's your relationship like with Katie? And like what what's she like as a, as a as a person for people that don't know? Because she's very close guarded. Yeah, she is and she isn't. To be honest, she isn't when you know her. She's one of them people, she keeps herself to herself, you know what I mean? But yeah. once you know her, she, she opens up. Her whole family is lovely. I know her whole family as well. Yeah. Um, but the Irish amateur scene is very close, close-knitted, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I used to spare Katie back in, in the high performance days, them two years. Did you? When I won the All Ireland. Yeah, she used to fucking bash me. I always say that, but she didn't really bash me. Like, yeah, but I was no, always yeah. like, you know, but she, um, she she's great. Yeah, like you used to have to watch the body shots and make sure that you're tucking your elbows in because she did hurt the body. I mean, one time she did win me and all, you know what I mean? But I'm not messing. I used to just try to take Katie Taylor's head off. Like, we had no problem, <laughs> no problem hitting a girl, man, because she bad if you didn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the lads, like the, the trainers in the farm just like, just push her back, push her back, get her against Ralph, rough her up, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, I was a... I was 16. She would have been 18 or 19. She was a little bit older than me. Oh, okay, so okay. Uh, she was sparring the juniors and the youths, whereas we weren't like we didn't have that man strength. So that's why she was in the same weight as me. She was 60 kilo, and I, I was champion at 60 kilo as the amateur. And uh, so that's why we used to spar all the time. But yeah, no, and okay, very, very well. Uh, yeah. And I was delighted to have one on the undercard, which was amazing, you know, because the fact that she's like one of the Ireland's most bleeding decorated yeah. amateurs. I remember sitting there getting a bus home from the bleeding high performance and poor face on, on the on the on the bleeding what's it called? The bush shelter. And I was thinking, I'm inspiring horn. Now here I am sitting getting lashed on in the rain. Like yeah. getting a bleeding bus home, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and there she is driving a bleeding sponsored car home. And now here I am topping the bill. Yeah. In America, you know what I mean? She's yeah. on Monday, that was a bit of a surreal moment to be honest. That yeah. was crazy. You got a brilliant photograph with her uh, beside the is it Sylvester Sloan, the statue out in Philadelphia? Yeah. You and her yeah, are holding yeah, the Irish flag. Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. I said I'll be like yeah, I say you look back in that in like fifty years and be like, Whoa, what a moment. Yeah, for sure. It was mad. But it was great. You know what was even better? Me and her raced up the rocky steps and I smoked that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, got that on video as well. Because so yeah. Brian Peters, Brian Peters was like, bet you can't beat her. And she was in a pair of runners with me. I was like, mate, I was in, I was in a tuxedo. I was like, mate, I'm in a, I'm in a blade and tuxedo. You really want me to race her up rocky steps? I was like, you're... And he was like, I'll bet you. I think it was 500 quid or something. I was like, what? 
so, ah, right, let's, okay, you can mom, I'm fine, why don't you be there? The <laughs> so, I, did, I was like, well, he stayed bum and we both legged it up and I smoked him, but let me know, blind peers never get me money. What the fuck are you owe me that money? <laughs> Come on, tell us this. Uh, is there anything you haven't beaten Taylor at? Uh, haven't better to a world title. Oh, yeah. Humble, humble as always, John. Brilliant, like brilliant. Okay. Yeah, she, she's a tough one up uh, on a radar now. Serrano, how do you see that one going? That's a funny boy. I still think Katie beats her, though, to be honest. I think Katie beats everybody. She's just playing deadly, you know what I mean? She's for a female. What surprised me is that she can crack. She can bang for, for a female, you know. I've sparred many women in my day. At four sisters, I got brought up sparring girls. <laughs> they used to bash me too. But uh, <laughs> so I had no problems. And girls, like I used to spar Ke- Kelly Harrington, which is a uh, she won a war, she won a world in the world. Yeah, she's brilliant. Or something. Yeah, she's, she's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I was only talking to Kelly actually, like two or three days ago. You know, still keep in touch with her. Um, she was the first girl I ever sparred. Actually, she was the first person I ever sparred at like fifteen. She played and bust me nose and all. She really did bad to me. Like Kelly was lying about, but, but Kelly actually did bad to me. She bust me nose and then I was like, right. I want revenge on her. I'm coming back to smash your head in. That sounds like the worst thing you can ever do is beat John O'Carroll in anything. So does that mean yeah. that uh, you're you're going to chase that farmer fight back and, and come back for him? Uh, most definitely, mate. You cannot beat me. Like A man that doesn't quit, you cannot beat a man that doesn't quit. You know what I mean? It's like if that if that farmer fight you had went on 30 rounds, there's only one man that was quitting there. You know what I mean? It's just... Um, Unfortunate for me that fucking there's rules and regulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Don't them, he, but it just don't stop. He's he's he went and lost his next fight, didn't he? And he was actually he was something like a Jake Paul card. Yeah, he didn't lose his next fight. He lost the one after that. So he yeah, lost sorry, his last that. fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dude, yeah. What, what you make it? What you make it? This uh, YouTube boxing going on as well. What's your thoughts now? Listen, I'm not against it. I'm not with it. I'm not against it. like every man their own. You know what I mean? If, if they're there to make money. Psh, let them make money, but yeah. at the same time, I don't see why a, a world world title blading holder should be pushed down the card for, I know, yeah. for the YouTube blading get up where. And then boxers are like, ah, it doesn't matter if you haven't got a big pro for and this that. Well, clearly it does because YouTubers are now getting on before you. You know what yeah. I mean? So pour it up on the card. But for me, look, I don't see the Jake Paul and the blading uh, the other one that. The whole night was built around them. I've no issue with that. Look, I'd yeah. fight on their undercard. No, no yeah. worries. Like, that's no problem whatsoever. Because the thing is, it's actually better as well for boxers because it brings it brings a lot of light to the boxing that maybe like you know the kids and people who yeah. aren't followers of boxing it kind of <clears throat> puts a bit more light on the boxing and that's going to help the sport. Shit, I'm game for you know what I mean. I'm happy yeah. about it's good for, it's good for boxers who have something about them, like yourself. Like, I mean, mm. once you see that beard, you don't forget it. You know, what I mean, Ross has it now, like, you know? <laughs> and the exactly, Irish thing, yeah. and the Irish thing yeah. as well, man. You know, what I mean, yeah, 100%. And the thing is, as well, like, I can have a bit of banter and I can slag people and have yeah. a laugh. I don't really take myself too serious when I'm in the boxing ring or even in the press conference or any of that sort of stuff. I just have a laugh and enjoy my whole experience, enjoy, enjoy the day. The journey, not just destination. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's coming sooner or later. I'm gonna be a world champion, so I'm just trying to enjoy the whole steps that I'm taking right now. Uh, it's paying off. People are loving it. People are enjoying the entertainment. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. My dad used to always like, my dad used to kid, like, 
if you're a professional boxer, like you don't even need to be the best boxer in the world. You just need to put bombs on seats. And it's true. That's it. Yeah, look, you know what I mean? Celtic. In fairness, Jono, I think that's one thing about you. You have something about you that people actually really, really want to see. Uh, and I remember uh, after watching the Declan Gardy fight, I was like, right, I'm never missing another John O'Carroll fight. I was like, I was like, uh-huh. that is, he's just, he's just entertaining from pillar to post, from uh-huh. you know press conferences, to weigh-ins to the actual Brilliant. fight itself. You're like, he, 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 he's just called crack, you know what I mean? And I was like, uh-huh. and, and then. And the big beard's also like makes you unforgettable as well. And then it's like, oh, King <laughs> King Kong as well. It's like, it's yeah. like, oh, he, he's, he's like, check, check, check. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Listen, yeah you even have your own gift. Yeah, I have my own gift. I have a few of them now, mate. Do you yeah. want to fucking get, get up to the toilets? Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to them now or something. I'm fucking delighted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my last word to God, it didn't seem like that long ago I got the blue tick. And I was fucking jumping around the sitting around by Lloyd with myself like, oh, I'm official, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd with myself for the fucking blue tick. And then all of a sudden I got one of them and I was like, oh shit, let's, let's get serious now. Certified G. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking right, mate, love it. Do you know, I, know, I know obviously with the situation that's going on at hand, but like where, when do you sort of plan on getting another, bit of, another fight in for the end of the year? I don't know, I'm going to think of like August. Hopefully, all this stuff is blown over yeah. and I can get back. I do have a, like, a feeling that that will happen. I, I say August, I say next 12 weeks, two months, this yeah. week, over and done with. In, in fairness, I do think one thing with the coronavirus is that by the time the coronavirus is over, say July, August, like the cards and the sportsmen are going to be absolutely banging from then on out. Like, you know I mean, like, you're going to have some like outrageous cards going on. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I reckon so as well. But do you know what? The only the only bad thing that I see with the whole thing is so many people have fights lined up that they're going to have a backlog of fighters to kind of get on shows because I, I have three, three or four close friends. One of them weighed in on the next blade day, the day of his fight, they shut the whole show down. I'd say he was snapping. Having a weigh in is that one of the hardest parts of boxing. Yeah. So he, I'd say he was blading, going mad. But uh, a lot of them people, like, they need money because boxing is one of them. Mm. I'm in a very fortunate position that I got paid decent money, but like a lot of these boxers are in like in the category getting like four or six grand a foot and all, and they're bleeding. They're, they're working their ass off just to get a bit of field for the next blade in a couple of weeks. So then this crown of us, they're messing a lot of things up, you know what I mean? So, but I, I think they need to bring back uh, Friday night fight night because like, not a lot of sport actually happens Friday night. So I think if they actually did like. Friday night on Friday, like that would bring in. Then you can have Friday on Saturday, two fights in a row. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a good show. They started doing that. When did they do that? They done one or two shows for the fight night mm. as well. And um, not that re- it was only recent enough. And uh, it got a massive, it got massive hits. I think it might have been a MTA Global mm. card or something like that. You know, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, it's a good show. And they're gonna have to do all that. They're gonna have to start putting on loads of shows one after another. Yeah, we'll be buzzing. And uh, do you have anyone in mind who, who you want? Or I know you named earlier, but is there anyone who you're like, that's who I want? To be honest, I, what you said earlier, I'd love Carl Frampton and I'd love uh, Oscar Valdez. But I'd also love, I'd love Jojo Diaz now, who Farmer lost it in his last fight. He's a yeah. good fighter. And he, yeah, got, the, he got that blueprint to be Farmer off me. And he fucking admitted it as well. He texted him on, <laughs> he texted him on, on uh, Instagram. Like two days after or something, I was like, don't lie, mate. I set the blueprint to be him and you know it. <laughs> Laughy faces. <laughs> and he uh, and he takes me back there in fairness to him. 
like the next day or something, he takes me back and he was like uh, a lot of laughs and he just goes, ha ha ha. Yeah, mate, actually I did. He was like, I watched your, yours and farmers for you the morning on the fight. I knew that was what I needed to do. Start to the body, end to the head. But uh, and all you said to him was like, yeah, you, you just didn't lose your composure. I lost my composure and got too excited too, too early, you know what I mean? Whereas he just stayed cool, calm, even though he got the cut as well. So, yeah, the uh, cut was massive. It's just, just experience. Yeah, it's just experience, you know what I mean? That he, why he won that fight. Because yeah. my game plan wasn't wrong. My game plan was fucking spot on. And uh, it was just experience let me down on that fight. Would you want that fight um, to be in America? Or whereabouts would you like to have it? Mate, I'll have that fight in his backyard. I couldn't care less. It's all the one for me. <laughs> I, only have, I only ever fought once in Dublin, so it's like, I, I never fight at home, you know? So I don't mind fighting yeah. anywhere in the world. It doesn't yeah. bother me, really, to be honest. John, I was actually going to ask that, because there's any chance we can get you in three minutes. Mate, I'd love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone knows I'd love that. I've been kind of calling for it for a little bit now. If I had won that world title, man, I would have... It would have definitely been a, a great come home fight or something like that in the street arena. It would have been amazing. Me and Katie would for sure sell that arena out. Yeah, like that 100%. Blade, that arena that I fought in, the Manchester arena, is like 32,000 or something like that. It's a blatant big arena, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it was packed to the rafters that night we were fighting in it. So I'd love to go to the street arena, of course I would. But, uh, would you ever do an outdoor venue? Because I think if it was you and Katie, you'd almost do the Aviva. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, can Mike McConnell on it as well? Yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. If you got Mick Conan on that, Paddy, you got yeah, me Paddy on Barnes that. out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. That little, he, little leprechaun's never coming out of retirement. He's, <laughs> loving, his, he's loving his time off he is. But no, look, if you got, if you got the likes of me, um, even probably... Spike you versus Frampton, Frampton will, be a, will be a taste one there. Ah, me versus Frampton, that's set out the arena for itself. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give for us sure. that. Give us that. Right, no, I'm yeah. hoping for that, mate. Fingers crossed he wins this next world title. Because the thing is, we have the same management team, so it's very easy for you to be made if he doesn't yeah. win a title. So yeah. please, God, please, God, it does. But listen, I have the utmost respect for Carr. Everyone yeah. knows that. Um, really, really like Carr. He's been one of Ireland's blading, top blading class boxers, you know, so a number yeah. of respect for him. So it has to be. Yeah, we, we actually met him there recently at Ellen Tour. Lovely yeah, fella. <laughs> Yeah, he's a lovely fella. That's what I mean. I like him. I like family and I was misses now the whole lot. Like so, one of them would have to be respectful. I'm like, ah, you bastard. Don't you know, John? Don't you know? I know you now. I talked to fucking everyone. I just talked to everyone, mate. The Legend. It's like uh, I just oh, what's called. I'm a person. You know what I mean? So, John, just before me. yeah, just before we wrap things up, we want to put a predicament to you here, right? Obviously, yeah. Tyson Fury is fighting Deontay Wilder again for the third time, and Anti Joshua is fighting against. Um, sorry, what's his name? Pulev. Pulev. There you go. Sorry, I was thinking Ruiz. But like after those two fights, could <laughs> you remember? Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, but after those two yeah. fights, the winner is obviously going to take on each other. Who who do you think is going to win each fight, and then who do you think wins yeah. the final? If you know what I mean. If you call these two, Mate, it's finals. easy work. Easy work for Tyson Fury. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Hook for, fucking, for AJ, you know what I mean? It's like easy money for both of them. Yeah. And then uh, I believe Tyson Fury plays with AJ as well. I, I think AJ is a very good boxer, but he's just not, he's not to the standard that Tyson is. Tyson is just more like, he's smarter, his little feints, he throws you off bounds all the time, he never lets you yeah. sit. Joshua needs to have his feet kind of set to be any way effective, you know what I mean? And throw big shots. And uh, mm. he's, already, he's already been found out, you know? So, uh, 
Tyson Fury, no one has been able to set the blueprint to be him yet. So I just think yeah. Tyson Fury is is the man on the mission right now. But please God, did you hear all this ridiculous stuff about uh, there might be a oh, man the, on him and, oh the horse meat or something he was eating yeah some goat meat or something I don't know what it was <laughs> oh shit another Canelo story yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think anyone looks at toys before he goes steroids I think someone looks in and goes the chipper <laughs> yeah 100% mate like, there's no chance in a million years that fellow was on steroids and the last time like, look at every single one of his footage man he's like if he's not fat, he's not even boxing good. He needs to be holding a bit fat on him to be effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and everyone knows when you take steroids, you just bulky. Like, you can eat loads and just rip up the bits. You know what I mean? So, shit. I know he eats loads, but he doesn't rip up. <laughs> so, I don't know. I haven't seen much legs that story. So, I assume it's just going to go away. I assume it's just someone looking to get a few clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. For sure, that's all I recognise as well. I mean, I'd yeah. say that it's just some bullshit. Like, but but it's still where, where, as a boxer who's been clean his whole life, you know what I mean? The, some asshole then. Where do you think AJ versus Fury will go down? Do you think it will happen in England? England for sure, or Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so much money. So much money. You know what I mean? It's like money talks in the boxing game. At the end of the day, as a boxer, we're all just trying to like secure our families. Now, them, them two have already done that. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. Listen, if someone says, I'll give you 10 million to fight in England, I will give you blade 30 million to fight in Saudi Arabia. I know where I want to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, Stoke. That was a good one. That was a good one, fair play. You're going to have to make sure you get on that card, though. Yeah. I you see know, you're going to make sure Eddie Hearn now as well. Eh. I think he likes it, man. I think he likes it. There's I think he likes me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I think he likes me now, but it was like, but I know uh, he didn't like me before. I'll tell you that much. He definitely didn't like me before. I was told ages and ages ago that I'd never be on TV again because of the tattoo that's on my back. So. Took care of Look at me now, motherfucker. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's crazy. I got to now be on TV again, off school, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, but in fairness, the English people don't know what that means, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the exactly, exactly. And that's not even like half the reason why I got it. Like, there's a bleeding long story to the reason why I got it too, you know what I mean? So, but the thing is, it means a lot more to me than what people would, or people kind of make it out to be, you know? It's not just bleeding the saying that means to me, it means a lot to me. So, for someone to tell me, I'm not being bad, but like an Englishman tell me, oh, you're not being on telly again to, unless you get that tattoo. And I'm like, you the fuck are you tell me what to do with my body? You know, that's just like, come on, I'm, that's the way I was looking at it. Yeah. But I was like, get the fuck. Like, no, no person, my dad told me to take the dog back, but tell him to fuck off. You know what I mean? So, like, there's no chance in millions I'll let any man tell me what to do with my own body. I'm a brown ass man. I'd rather walk away from the sport than to, than to do what someone else tells me to do. I mean, like, especially with my own body. Like, because um, loads of people were like, ah, oh, mate, you're like, you're going to take a lot of pay cuts there and this, that, and the other, and we don't just get a bit of tat, like, tat, like, makeup or something to remove it, and now all this, like, fight, but people don't, don't get a permanent with all this. And, like, I mean, this was debate going on for a long time, and my, my boxing trainer was, like, at the time was pressuring me into doing this because someone in Sky Sports told him that I wouldn't be on TV again. What, um, Brave Man telling King Kong what to do? 
yeah, I laughed at him as well. And then he was like, I just get a bit of makeup and all. And I look, I started getting annoyed at the trend. And I was like, mate, fair enough, like, come to me and say it to me, but don't start trying to convince me. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? At the end like, of the day, you have to be a man about your decision. Just like, this is what I have, and that's it. You can take or leave it. Yeah. Look at my toys with yeah. the face tattoo as well back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he's a bleeding magic, but he's not really in the head. I got, I got him for different reasons. No, yeah. I loved yeah. it. That's one man I loved and loved to me. Please, right, we get him on the list for you, right? <laughs> get him on the list for me. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. meet him in person, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it. We'll try it. Was he, one of your, was, he, was he one of your idols coming into the game? Yeah, for sure. You can see how he do a lot of that ups of hand, ups of foot. And I got that from him, just studying him, what bits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a lot of people, because he does it so fast, can't even see what he's playing. They don't have mm. fun. But I watched it over and over again. Like, hours of my life I've wasted watching my cousin. Just like him. Pat, wasted. Like, nothing wasted. Zero no, wasted. no, no, no. Definitely, definitely not, not wasted. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but uh, hours and hours and I teach people that now all the time I'm teaching people a lot of people still ask me like how do you do that like a little side angle a little step and I got that from Tyson you know so definitely someone I'd, uh, I'd love to meet and when I'm retired I'd love to sit down and smoke a big fat blunt with him <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's brilliant man is there, uh, is there anyone you want to before we wrap it up is there anyone you want to like let us know to keep an eye out on for that's coming up through the ranks that someone may not hear of uh, no, not really, but do you know what? One fella who I'd love to become a world champion, I think he's a very, very skilled, talented fighter, is Toka Khan. That was smart. Well, I got him over to spar me when I was there fighting Farmer, and then I was over there, me and himself uh, in the same room. We were sparring Farmer for Farmer's last fight. Uh, but he's a great, great fighter. So keep an eye on him. He's very talented, but he's almost like he's he's quite risk and low award, you know what I mean? So I don't know if he's going to get the opportunities because I don't know if, it's, if like, his team is that like, good. They're going to be paying a lot out of you know, to get him the shots. Like, but mm. it's gonna be, he's a very good fighter. So just keep an eye on him. He's a very, very talented fighter. Uh, but now, do you know what? Listen, there's so many people coming with you on the belt are all exchanging hands. You just have to keep an eye on one man in this division. Isn't that right, John? Yeah, well, man with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Jono, man. No yeah, worries, Jono. Thanks a million for coming on. It's been brilliant to have you on, man. My pleasure, And man. all the best, and stay safe, okay? And as always, stay energised.